Sons of the Southland, Monday, May 16th, 2022. Mr. Grant, this is a rapid fire episode. You have to be somewhere at nine. I just got back from a run and I'm dying for some water. So we are going to start right ahead with number seven, men's lacrosse in their championship tournament. They won against Concordia Irvine by a goal. They uh, smashed and grabbed number versus number one VT in the quarterfinals. They narrowly escaped Clemson in the semifinals, 12 to 10. And then they fell to South Carolina again in the final. I don't have the final score of that in front of me. Another successful season for a very, very good men's lacrosse program, historically good men's lacrosse program, especially after, you know, a, hot, a not so great of a start to the year, an uncharacteristic start to the year, mind you. But what do we make of this latest sort of, you know, got right up to the top and just couldn't pip the the current hotness. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to lose the two biggest games of the year to the same team. I think, um, obviously it was a really successful year. Uh, they beat the number one team in the country on the way to the national championship, but that's, you know, that's not the championship game, right? You, you, you play until, until you win the tournament or until you're out. And, and in this case, you know, they're, they're out. So, Again, no uh, no shame in that or anything like that, but man, it's it's tough to lose uh, to lose twice there. Yeah, it's rough, and I know that they have been in the same spot before. I mean, there were a couple years where they were consistently losing to Chapman University in the final. I think that was like two out of three years they had lost to Chapman. There was another year where it was a different school, so. Um, they've been in the final a bunch. I don't see why they wouldn't be next year and the year after that. So um, it's a good team. It's a young team. I think we talked about that a bunch. There's been a lot of roster turnover and, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep following them and, and see what they do. I mean, they were number seven in the nation and a, and the national runner up just on the balance of, you know, this existing young roster. So the, the floor here is really high. Yeah. And I mean, that, you got to think that with the the staff that they have um, being as acclaimed as they are and as having great longevity as they've had, you know, uh, they've built a a juggernaut from, you know, the alumni and and family support all the way down to, you know, getting kids in the building. So no, uh, no huge concern there. I mean, it's exciting, right? That's, that's why you play, play the games is, uh, is to see what happens and they came up short, but I don't think that's any, I don't think that's any shame in that either. Uh, also, last note on lacrosse, Ken Lovick, elite Twitter poster. He knows how <laughs> to get his team's name out there, and I respect it. Um, but, you know, our odd fart year, um, congrats to them on being Nationals runner-up. And, I mean, we will, we'll see how they do next year. Honestly, in, in terms of posting and, and getting the name out there, there's a number of club sports that I think could do well to, to have a similar attitude, seeing, seeing the void, you know, if, if I knew more about men's and women's soccer or women's lacrosse or, you know, stuff like that, I'd, I'd be definitely out there for, for more games, but the, the hot, uh, wow. I almost said hockey, the men's lacrosse boys, but hockey is, is definitely number two in terms of, in terms of getting that stuff out there. Um, they, they do a great job and honestly, I'm biased as, you know, as everyone who's listened to at least one episode of this podcast knows I love club sports. So definitely great to see them 
who are, you know, it's, it's a true student athlete type experience. So great to see them do good on that. Absolutely. Speaking of a sport that gets a little bit more of a national media distribution, Georgia Tech softball was at the ACC tournament this past weekend. Elite segue, by the way. I was going to say uh, just a bit more exposure, you know, playing on ESPN versus uh, whatever they stream lacrosse games on. Just a bit. They were at the ACC tournament this past weekend. Um, they made the play in round uh, as their seven seed. They took care of business versus 10 NC State. Uh, they made it to the quarterfinal. I think it's a quarterfinal. I don't really know how these things are named anymore uh, versus number two Duke, which was very close. I think it was a four, three and tech brought it to within that one run in the bottom of the sixth and then, or by the bottom of the sixth. And then Duke just kind of laid the hammer as they are want to do. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty darn good. It's, it's one of those things that I think we've, griped a lot about on the podcast is like wow duke and clemson they came in and they were really good like that's unfair how did this happen the conference is so much harder but you know you you think that wow the the seven seed in the in the acc tournament wow look how the conference has been over the years there's no way they'd make the tournament but they played uh all all year solid enough to a place where they you know didn't need to get a bunch of uh wins at the last minute or you know to to pad that bubble resume, I, I think every every ranking I saw them had them between you know like a a twenty two and a thirty uh, in terms of metrics going into the end of the year and and you know not that it didn't matter that they didn't beat Duke because they darn near came close until the last inning or two but I, I don't know it's it's weird to be in a spot where frankly they didn't need the help you know and you're sort of uh, bearing a lead in that they. So Georgia Tech softball did make its first NCAA tournament in a literal decade going back to 2012. And I think that's almost two, three staffs ago. Um, so quite a turnaround in 2022 or 21, 22 uh, by Aileen, Aileen Morales and co. They will be in the Gainesville regional. Uh, your participants in said regional number 14 national seed, Florida, Georgia Tech is the two, Wisconsin as the three, and Canisius, I think that's how you pronounce that, I don't know, Latin's hard, uh, as the four, one note from ye old athletic director Todd Stansbury, this means that every women's team at Georgia Tech has made their respective postseason. You added the note that Women's cross country didn't have any qualifiers, but I think women's cross country track and field that that whole office is one large department. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't blame uh, the guy that's advocating for his program to go higher in the director's cup standings for goosing his own numbers. Yeah, I uh, I would tend to to agree with you there. Um, I I will say that it's it's great all round. I think. Um, uh, we we really are liable or have in the past uh, lumped uh, the the softball plus um, you know uh, women's basketball plus volleyball onto these same trends of hey there's this opportunity and hey what do we say about having a successful year there it was going to be volleyball making the postseason had hosted a regional and, and had their best season ever uh, women's basketball you know biggest win in program history made the tournament. Um, and then you had softball who's, who's still playing games, uh, past the end of the conference tournament. And 
heck, when we first started this podcast, it wasn't even a given that they would even get to the conference tournament. And, and that's with a, uh, I guess they went from eight to, to 10 teams, but even then it's, it's not, uh, not too crazy considering there's, you know, two, three more teams than there used to be uh, four or five years ago. So really, really great to see um, in terms of, you know, conference wide, I think before we preview, um, before we preview the Wisconsin game, because they are playing Wisconsin in the, in the tournament, we'll talk about that in a second. It is worth noting just in general, um, how many uh, ACC teams made it. Uh, it's six. Uh, that lines up pretty well with the numbers I was running um, before uh, before the weekend. I think I had Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Duke, Florida State, Clemson, and Notre Dame. That's exactly how it shook out. Uh, Virginia Tech, Duke, Florida State, Clemson, Notre Dame. I all had hostable teams. I know that isn't how it shook out in, in real life because, you know, that's, uh, I, I don't know where that gap is. I haven't really figured that out yet, but the, the top of the conference was, was really good, honestly, to the point where it kind of ate the bottom of the conference a little bit. But um, I don't know. In terms of what we can expect ACC top to bottom, I think we lined up with that pretty well. Um, and, and we can talk about NCAA overall in general, unless there's anything else you had. Uh, I, I didn't see the, the whole conference. draw. I didn't see the whole draw. I did see that six ACC teams had made it. And then you, you noted the four hosts. So um, I think just ba- on the balance of having that many regional hosts out of your teams that have made the, con- made the actual tournament is very impressive. And I, I think you're starting to see a lot of, you, you know, not a lot of national media, I'm not trying to be counterculture, but just like a lot of national media, a lot of national pundits take a look at the ACC as a stronger and stronger softball conference every year. And I think we saw that with volleyball too, right? With as you build up that middle class or that upper, the upper middle class of your conference, you're going to start being looked at better and better um, as a whole, as a, as a sporting entity. Uh, And I think volleyball saw the benefits of that. Women's basketball also saw the benefits of that. I've seen that over the last couple of years. Um, and, and softball in this cycle as well um, as really all of that has borne fruit. I yeah. think we should switch oh, gears. I, I do want to say uh, a, a segue that I had to bring that towards the NCAA tournament is that uh, ACC did have four host teams. So it may not have been five, like the numbers say they could have perhaps gotten, but FSU and, and Virginia Tech were at two and three, and then Clemson at, and, and Duke will be at 10 and 12. Obviously, uh, FSU has been a really strong program, really supportive uh, of that team for a really long time. But um, Clemson has sold out every game for the last two years for their softball team. I think them getting uh, at least two or three more games in front of their home fans uh, is, is really well-deserved. So definitely good to see and gets, uh, gets the brand out there a little bit more. That being said, we're obviously not going to any of those sites because we're uh, you know an ACC team and they don't pair up. Uh, same conference in the regionals. So where are we headed? Gainesville, Florida. I already went over the pairing. So your games are t- Georgia Tech, Wisconsin in the 2-3, and Florida, Canisius in the 1-4. In our notes here, you have Tech, Wisconsin. This is the opening matchup. This is kind of scary. And I think when I saw the draw uh, the first time, and I didn't see the complete draw, but I, at least I saw our pod, I was like, I agree. Any Anytime you have to face a Big Ten team, um, in softball in the first round, um, you raise an eyebrow and you're like, okay, this could go. This one's a toss up. 
Yeah, so it's it's interesting too because there's a certain undercurrent in the uh, how you say um, softball world, uh, if you will, that um, perhaps the uh, how do we say this? The big names received a bump or, or a benefit of the doubt that maybe other teams did not. Um, in that case, I would be fascinated to see uh, how some of this shook out. Obviously, I think Wisconsin's a strong team. I did put that in the notes uh, <laughs> in terms of expectations there. They, they whomped uh, UCF uh, in the regular season, who's been ranked most of the year. Uh, they beat, they have a win over Notre Dame. Uh, they have a win over Clemson, uh, aforementioned to Clemson, as we've, uh, as we've talked about in the past, um, going down the list as well. Uh, what else do I want to highlight? Uh, tournament team Illinois got swept in three games, beaten uh, Big Ten champion Nebraska in two out of three in the regular season, swept by Minnesota, swept by Michigan. So definitely, uh, inconsistent oh they did get a win over minnesota in the softball tournament but um inconsistent great start to the year but their roster i mean i'm i'm a little bit biased here having a pretty large exposure from just growing up in chicago and knowing a number of people who went on to, to play on that team but uh now the the wisconsin roster is is a it's a team that's been there if you know what i mean I can't find the seed list offhand, but I assume you have some numbers on where Wisconsin placed uh, in terms of how they made the tournament here. Yeah, so they're an at-large bid. Um, in my numbers, I think I had them as, let's see, what seed did I have them as? Do, 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 do. I'm pulling it up one second. Uh, Very prepared, by the way. Yes, I'm vamping. Sorry, I have like eight things open and my monitor's not set up at my new apartment yet, so it's been uh, an interesting... A uh, little, little swing, getting things together. No but, monitors, uh, Wisconsin, I had as the 40th best team uh, coming into the weekend. I think that roughly lines up with where they shook out. Honestly, uh, uh, I think it's a little bit ridiculous that the Big Ten got eight teams in, including Rutgers, who... <laughs> I want you to guess what Rutgers' RPI was. 106. Worse. 210. Uh better but 210 for an at-large bid is insane um it was actually 124 in adjusted rpi and uh 83rd in strength of schedule so i i literally have no idea how they made it in just uh putting that one out there um, they had a good big 10 tournament i think yeah but I, I i don't know the big 10 getting eight teams in with uh certain acc teams uh, and Pac-12 teams getting left in the cold. 12, ace, 12 out of the 13 SEC teams making it is is a lot. And anyways, back to the fact of the matter. Wisconsin has had some quality wins. I think they can definitely be safe to have been a little more inconsistent than us. The middle of their lineup is very scary. Uh, they can hit when they're on. Um, I don't necessarily love their, their pitching quite as much. Um, let me quote the exact numbers here i just had it again i have like eight screens up and so my apologies yes um pitching don't love it as much uh they're led by uh maddie schwartz who is 23 and 11 uh with a 241 era the number two option is tessa magnanimo oh my gosh um tough uh and then a uh 393 from ava justman uh we are almost certainly going to be seeing maddie schwartz 
unless they're feeling so bold as to say that they are just fine um, throwing throwing their number two option out there. Um, so not really sure which one of them we're going to get finally, but if it's Schwartz, I think that is a pretty favorable matchup for our bats, even if it is Schwartz, sorry. Who's there? Number one. What do you have on the other side of the bracket? Uh, obviously, Florida, number 14 national seed. I've watched a little bit of their of their games here and there on, on the big worldwide leader. Canisius, I have no idea. I didn't know as a school other than for basketball. So how do you feel like that one shakes out beyond the obvious Florida should, you know, dunk on the small at large or small auto bid team? So Florida got the 14 seed. Um which isn't in the whole all that surprising. Um, I believe in, pull up my numbers. Uh, yeah, in my numbers, I did have uh, Florida at, yeah, uh, 15th overall. Uh, so really, really in line with what, um, with what I expected. Um, that being said, I honestly think tech, kind of lucked out here obviously softball is a super top heavy sport uh, even with how much parity we've seen with the ACC on the ups with the Big 12 having a solid year Pac-12 uh, solid Big 10 obviously uh, a, a good year you know basically that there's there's powers outside of the SEC I think the uh, the luck comes into it in the sense that Georgia Tech in my numbers was mid to high 20s uh they were at 24 and adjusted rpi they've got some quality wins right but nothing that's like you know the fsus the dukes didn't really take of uh, clemson didn't really take advantage of a lot of the top end opportunities had Athens, to be fair yeah but yeah it's a one off but it's and, a one -off. and a, a one-off against Notre dame who who is a host right but um actually they're not a host never mind i lied um hosting but, your numbers but point taken they're, they're going to evanston my apologies um which is another scary team uh, and another team I know too much about. Uh, but uh, in terms of just the, the, the luck aspect of it, you know, when, when you think about tech being a, you know, roughly 24 to 28, 29 team, you're, you're then expecting them to go up against a team uh, in the rankings. That's maybe more of a, you know, obviously you can't match up against with Virginia tech or, uh, or FSU, but they could still slot in against an Arkansas, an Alabama, um, you know, one of the solid West Coast teams. Again, regional geography, all that. But for uh, Tech to line up in the 14 seeds regional, that's not that bad, right? Because that figures to put Tech at 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So I'd say we're a little bit overseeded, but I don't think that hurts us, right? Because if you're overseeded, you're going to be, you know, playing a team that's maybe not as strong as you would have lined up with. Instead of playing maybe the eight or nine or seven, you're lining up against 14. And obviously, you know, Clemson was a top 15 team for sure and lost three to them. But <laughs> it's better than, you know, just saying, all right, here's Alabama. Here's Oklahoma. Good luck. Here's right into the wood chipper for you yeah. yeah it's it's a much better it's a much better draw than going to yeah going to oklahoma city or going to well i guess it's not oklahoma city going to norman or going to um going to tuscaloosa or going to la or something like that but 
I, I mean, I think that first round game sort of makes a mess of it. Uh, it, it has the potential, you know, you have the potential to go to a super regional just based on the, um, the quality of that top seed, maybe the adjusted quality of that top seed, but at the same time, you still got to get through the possibly overseeded or possibly underseeded Wisconsin team that's sitting right there in game one. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin's a team that has just too many quality wins for you to look past and say that they're a bubble team. Like in, in every sense of the word, they, they pretty much are a bubble team, right? They were um, in my last four in, in my numbers, obviously that committee doesn't care about what some guy in Atlanta is, is rumbling and stumbling with, but um, you know, I, I think I've been hearing from the plugged in side of me in the softball world, a lot of, Hey, this, the big names made it. In. Use the your SEC therapy got, words, therapy words. You know, SEC got 12 teams in big 10 got eight, big 10 getting eight. That's a little more BS, but like Wisconsin got in because they're a good team with quality wins. Even if they are theoretically a bubble team, I have much bigger qualms with the, the Rutgers or maybe the Minnesotas of the world. Uh, but then again, at the same time, when, when you're playing around with that, the, the, you're splitting hairs for the most part outside of the Rutgers one. But that being said, um, I do want to introduce just a couple more names because we talked pitching for Wisconsin, um, but we also should note that they have some hitters as well. Kayla Conwent, uh, bat 377 on the air, and Allie McLesh, uh, McLesh, McLesh, I always mess that one up too, um, 117. Uh, I think that's more the heart of the order uh, right there, but uh, in terms of answers to AWOL and Calf, uh, that's your AWOL Calf combo in terms of production right there. And then you've got sitting right behind them, uh, Fiona Gerardo and Peyton Bannon, uh, right in the ballpark of 320 to 300. So that's four 298 and over hitters. That's uh, that's pretty scary. That's hard to sit down. So I think Tech's going to have to bring the bats. You're going to have to be amped. And, you know, you can't be worrying about a super regional and being <laughs> overseeded against Florida before you beat Wisconsin. So. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to another stickball team who is fighting for their spot in the NCAA tournament, unlike the softball team. Uh, Georgia Tech baseball uh, started off last week with a 13 to 12 walk off win over Georgia Southern. They are currently 10th in the overall ACC standings uh, in terms of tournament seeding. Um, and this is the spicy one, as I alluded to as we started the segment. You have them as the last four in in the NCAA field and a three seed mm -hmm. in any regional. Personally, I vibe with it, but I want you to defend yourself against the horde. Yeah, um, honestly, it's, it's tough when, I'm going to be honest, a lot of my uh, index or the, the way I build the index is off of right stats and that punishes tech for playing a tough schedule. Um, uh, you know, Georgia tech has played one of the harder schedules in the country. And, you know, even though they have, um, you know, more, I want to get the exact number because just saying more, isn't that useful. Um, uh, but in terms of wins against the top 25 and top, uh, 50 in RPI, Georgia tech has, hold on. Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? I'm scrolling one second. The fact that I have to scroll this long is not a good sign. Um, where'd it go? Man, this is. I told ACC. you not to make the spreadsheet this big. 
the spreadsheet is really large, uh, but tech is at 26 in terms of adjusted RPI, um, but against teams that are in the RPI top 25, they are, <clears throat> where'd it go? Shoot, I just had the number. That's not useful at all, that's home wins. Give me one second. This is incredible audio, by the way. I know, it's terrific podcasting. My While apologies. you look for this number. Oh, I found it. <laughs> they're 14 and 12 against the top 25 in the RPI. Um, but outside of that, they're one and four against uh, 26 to 50, and then two and three against 51 to 100. So that's tough. Um, they're gonna have to win against Pittsburgh. They already won tonight against Akron, uh, 12 to nothing. It just went final. I assume there's some sort of run rule situation there because it was in the sixth 20 minutes ago when we started. Uh, but like we said, Georgia Tech, it's easy to call them a, a Jekyll and Hyde team because, you know, they're, uh, I guess, uh, a, a lot going on there. That we, We've seen a lot of losses, but, you know, they've, they've played 26 games against the RPI top 25, and that punishes them because, you know, we put a lot of weight on that, and <laughs> there's just not a lot you can do when when that's such a lead weight on your on your uh schedule right a, a lot of other teams are really racking up those wins wake forest eight no against uh 101 and higher you've got uh houston you know 14 and six um i assume tennessee's also high but i'm not scrolling that far down the sheet you know stuff like that yeah, and, and it becomes even more crucial for them to take care of business versus Pitt. And I, I don't know if that's a take care of business versus a bad team in Pitt because Pitt is a good team and they also play on turf, which I'm told is a bit of an impediment to proper baseballing. So it becomes really important not only to get a series win there, but also take that, take that momentum into the ACC tournament and win a couple games there, even if that's, if that's in pool play, advancing out of pool play, and at least making the uh, – and at least making the quarterfinals. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree, honestly. Uh, and, and when you look at the field too, Pitt is the third to worst team in terms of, you know, RPI and rankings in the ACC, but they're 55 in RPI. And you listen to whatever baseball analyst you want to, whether that's D1, whether that's somebody that's not D1, honestly, D1 is, is perfectly fine and you don't really need to go anywhere else. But uh, I have my thoughts not an ad and everyone has their flaws, we'll say, but you know, 10 ACC teams are in the mix for making the tournament with Pitt being the next one out, I guess, at this point, because you got Clemson, UNC, Notre Dame, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Florida State, Louisville, Miami, NC State, Wake Forest, Tech would be 11, Pitt 12. Like the only teams out of it are, are Duke and BC. And you listen to every pundit in the country, essentially trying to justify X, Y, and Z to get more than two big 10 teams in the field or to, you know, try and figure out how Mississippi state at hundred and whatever in the RPI can like finagle their back door in, but the top of the ACC, the top 12 teams are all in the top 55. Like it, it's, it's essentially the SEC softball situation, right? Everyone's eating each other alive. Everyone's really good. And the difference, the difference between being the ACC in baseball and the SEC in softball is one has the cachet of, being that league that puts a million teams in it's the same reason why you see nine big 10 teams in the ncaa tournament or you know hand over the heart 10 acc teams in the basketball tournaments men's or women's right like that's just kind of the the brand that comes with it and not to get all tinfoil hatty but 
you got to get, you got to take care of business because they're not putting 11 teams in the tournament. So you got to win a couple of games against Pitt and don't flame out of the conference tournament. Absolutely. So just to talk about dates here and timelines, that series versus Pitt, as Zoom reminds me that we have minimal amounts of time left, that series versus Pitt is this weekend, the 19th through the 21st. Kent State comes up first, though. That's on the 18th. Um, I think that's on the 18th. I don't know if it's on the Tuesday. That uh, is, yeah, that's oh, that's wait, tomorrow. I thought that was tomorrow. That yeah. is tomorrow. That's the sixth year. That's the seventeenth. So that'll be when uh, this goes up. Um, base or softball, excuse me, is the twentieth through the twenty second. So that'll overlap nicely with baseball's last series. Uh, lots of lots of stickball sports ahead. You got the last word before we move on. Like we've seen over the last ten years. Uh, softball tournaments are delightful and postseason sports are awesome. Uh, and you know, you could apply the same thing to volleyball or men's basketball last year or whatever it is. Watch it when you have the chance, even if you think that you'll get another one in the next year, there's no guarantee there's another one coming soon. So enjoy this year for what it is and, and try and tune in if you can. Indeed. Moving on to the golf course as zoom keeps pestering me about my time golf is in the mix at the Columbus regional in the NCAA tournament. They just have to finish top five and they are currently in fifth. We talked a little uh, bit about, you said they were in fifth. They're in fifth, but it's a tie for fifth. So tie for fifth. Anyway, they are in fifth currently. Uh, we talked a little bit about this last week with Jack, but here are your seeds or your teams in this Regional Oklahoma State, the two national seed, Georgia Tech, the 11 national seed, Arkansas, the 14th national seed, Clemson, the 23rd national seed, East Tennessee State, Ohio State, Duke, Northwestern, Florida Gulf Coast, San Francisco, Kentucky, Wright State, and Southern Illinois. Who's on the top of the leaderboard right now? Uh, Oklahoma State's four under. Everyone else is over. But uh, Tech is uh, within, huh? I was going to say, Tech is within four shots of East Tennessee State, and that is with the uh, – Best uh, best two lads, uh, Ross Steelman and Benjamin Reuter, both shooting one over. Um, so, yeah, they just need to do anything better than they did today, and they'll be just fine. Get pucks in the net, you know? <laughs> tell, tell the Pittsburgh Pen Penguins that. But, in the uh, leads, woof. Oof. Um, I don't really have any thoughts on the, on the golf tournament yet. I think Tech will be just fine. Like you said, they just got to – keep doing what they're good at and you know they have a penchant for drama it seems this year so yeah i'm just gonna have to let see how this one goes uh when is the final round of play they are pairing up to play i think it's two more rounds um do, 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 yeah two more rounds uh looks like they tee off 7 30 a.m both days but that feels early i mean it's pairing so there'll be people teeing off um not all the time, but you know what I mean. Every periodically, there will be uh, new folks out. So presumably, seven thirty a.m. would be when the leaders or the the first uh, pairing goes out. But it, you know, it's golf. They'll be playing all morning if they start at seven thirty. <laughs> Indeed. Let's finally move over to the running track. Wow, it's late on a Monday. The running track. The running track. Griffin. I prefer track. the swimming track but okay running track griffin track except they were at duke for the acc 
uh, final the ACC conference tournament last this past weekend. How did that go? I hear you have an update for me. Yeah, so um, Olivia Moore, uh, seventh in the pole vault. They had um, do, 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 uh, a bunch of finals finishers, but that was not from my notes on the first day. Um, ah, yes, here we go. Um, Grimes also through the finals. Uh, John Watkins uh, scored points, eighth place finish. That's always good to see. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, they love telling me about personal best, but that really does not tell me about points. Um, which I know is silly to gripe about, but um, there were a couple first team all ACC. Um, you had uh, Taylor Grimes, second place in the hurdles. There we go. Um, we had Shanti Papacosta, second in the high jump. Fegans, uh, Nicole Fegans, third place in the 5,000 meters. And then third place for Lydia Troop in the 400 meter hurdles. And that one is interesting because I don't think we have ever mentioned her name on the podcast. So shame on us, uh, but top three in, uh, in the ACC is not a bad place to be. Uh, I do have bad news uh, for the men though. They got last with only one point. Uh, so John Watkins, thank you for that single point uh, because without that, it would be more sad. Uh, the women got 11th, which is get better, started. but uh, yeah. Uh, 15th is not great, uh, but the women, like we said, uh, had four, um, four first team all ACC finishers. So definitely uh, a more solid exposure there. And when you think about it, uh, they did have, I believe, 50, yeah, 50 points overall. And you have the top of the tier of the conference that score in the hundreds, Miami and Duke, uh, Florida State got 99, NC State at 91. And then that middle tier is, uh, you know, places five through, I guess, 11 oh no wait we had 31 i was misreading the scores so yeah georgia tech just outside that middle tier but um definitely a cut above wake Pitt, bc and syracuse so you know it's like we said last week don't go in expecting to win an overall championship but for all acc finishes um between lydia nicole uh shanty and uh taylor is is a great uh great enough weekend and they'll be in competition in the ncaa for for the outdoor finals too so yeah, and it just comes back to the point that we've been making all year and that they are, you know, they're building up their depth and we just have to wait a couple of years for that depth to pay off. Um, yeah. And I I look forward to them competing at this at these meets, you know, year after year after year with more solid, you know, a more solid footing to not to make a really crappy pun, um, more solid footing in that in that ACC middle class. Yep. And uh, I mean, we- I guess we just wait to see how many do make it through to the NCAA. So that's really all we can wait for there. Cool. Speaking of NCAAs, just to wrap up uh, women's tennis and men's tennis still waiting on those championships, those uh, singles and doubles championships to start. That is next week, not this week, but next week. So we'll preview that next weekend. But I think that about does it. For us this week, we know we are late. We know we are rushing. Mr. Grant, you have three minutes to wrap us up and uh, get the last word in here. Yep. So in terms of just what to look forward to this week, obviously baseball's in Pittsburgh. Softball is in the NCAA. But really, like we said, uh, postseason's no guarantee. So take advantage of it while it's here, uh, even within the season, because we are staring down a summer real soon. That is going to be four straight months without tech sports. And as much as I love the spring, 
um, we'll definitely have a, a nice summer of kind of circling back and unpacking everything we talked about this year from the postseason stuff to general Georgia Tech updates to, I don't know, if somebody's got a suggestion, let us know. There's what, 12 weeks of summer and I think we have eight podcast ideas so far. So if you got suggestions, as always, we're, we're going to do our lines are open every week. We're going to take a drill tweet and we're going to relate it to a Georgia Tech thing every single week. Mark my words. We just have to make, uh, you know, really clickbaity like links like top 10 craft breweries in Atlanta. Top no, five. Not, not falling for this one. No. no, 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 no. Not no big game jacket stuff. No, big, big game jacket. Yeah, no, that's uh, uh, from the click hole seat or whatever that one website is. Ooh. The one that's just like all the 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 scammy articles where it's like you won't believe what happens next unbelievable take us home we got a minute and 30 left all right from the rumble seat at gmail.com uh emails thoughts suggestions ideas if you know a lot about a certain sport and you want to be uh involved or suggest an idea or want us to talk more about it always open um we have at FTRS blog on Twitter. Uh, I am also accessible on Twitter at jgrant98. Uh, if you have any uh, comments, feel free to drop us a line there, there, or on the article associated with this on From the Rumble Seat. So we look forward to hearing you, uh, speaking with you, hearing from you. I don't know. Whatever. It's a podcast. It's a visual medium. It's also a spoken medium. That's great. And uh, we'll be with you next week. <laughs>